Media Talks, the podcast that helps to better understand the world of media and video advertising. Hello and welcome back to all our Media Talk listeners. Happy New Year and best wishes for 2023. Um, for this first episode of the year, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome today Richard Brandt, Director of Advanced TV at Vivo. Rich, Hello, Manu. Welcome and uh, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year! Yes, it's been a, it's been a sluggish start, but I'm, I'm getting getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to make that. Uh, we're going to accelerate today, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So to kick off this first episode of uh, 23, I I thought we should talk about uh, Advanced TV and and CTV in particular. Um, this is still a much discussed topic, and and there's a lot going on uh, right now, particularly as we see so many sort of new platforms or apps being created and, and audience sort of shifting around. So, but before we go into the, the core of our conversation uh, about Advanced TV, Rich, can you just tell us uh, a little more about you and, uh, and your role at uh, Vivo and obviously about Vivo? Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, Rich Brandt. Um, so I'm director of Advanced TV um, uh, across uh, UK and international. Uh, so anything outside of the US. Um, and my role here, well, it starts around about uh, a year and a half ago now. Um, I've got a history across both publisher uh, publisher side as well as agency as, uh, agency side. So yeah, like you say, Manu, there is a, a a lot going on, a lot of confusion about you know how to approach the market from both sides of the fence. To be honest. Um, so yeah, my, my role was really to kind of take into account what was happening in the landscape. Um, and as we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later, I'd imagine is that there is a lot of behavioral changes. Um, and as an agnostic distributor of content, we, we see those changes happening across all these different platforms and, and the way that, that ultimately the viewer decides to watch, um, you know, TV, uh, as they, as they frame it. Um, but yeah, Vivo, we're, we're basically the leading music video network uh, across the globe, 25 billion impressions every month mm-hmm. um, and spans multiple territories. Um, uh, and we're joint, own, uh, joint owned by, it's a joint venture effectively by Sony and Universal. Uh, so all of their artists and all the sub labels underneath that uh, that come with it. Um, and our main purpose uh, is, is really to maximize distribution and the value of the music video uh, on behalf of those artists because the artists want to be heard and seen as far and wide as possible um, and it's our, our job effectively to do that for them um, so that's that's it in a nutshell really so you mentioned earlier but um yeah, you know there's a lot of confusion advanced tv ctv ott there's a vod b vod fast now h vod s a vod whatever the i think the industry i've, I've so heard i've heard a few i've heard a few of the new ones as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think we get like you know, we get lost and confused so um I'm, I'm very much looking forward to uh to our conversation and and, and try and bring some clarity in uh and obviously talk to you about what you guys have been doing so Maybe first thing first, uh, a definition, um, and so we are clear about what we're talking about. So, how would you define advanced TV, um, and what does it mean for you at uh, Vivo? Um, so, advanced TV really for us is the TV screen. Uh, so, however it got onto the TV screen um, is, is is effectively the 
that's advanced tv so you, you can interact with it you can and um you can watch it you know from a linear point of view and so on like that but advanced tv i suppose adds a further angle to it uh, that interactivity is definitely part of it um from an advertising point of view what you can do with it so obviously you know can you be quite selective about how you use it from an advertising point of view um but i suppose we i, I define it you know really as two two ways there's kind of tv as a viewer is is an important mm -hmm. thing because advanced tv to a viewer it can be you know it can encompass everything that that ends up on a tv screen um yeah. uh, which which is fine for the viewer and however i want to spend my time watching at tv that that's fine but from a i suppose you've got to then flip it and uh, look at it from an advertising point of view as well um and that's a very different story because ultimately for a, an advertiser it's had the luxury of you know the the standards and editorial quality that's kind of associated with TV in the past, um, that kind of becomes a little bit more gray uh, as to what could be on the TV and, and what couldn't. So I suppose from that second point of view, an advertising point of view, there still needs to be that kind of angle of, right, okay, yes, it has this new element to it, that, that kind of interactivity. Yes, I can kind of uh, target around that content as well. But does that content stand up to the quality I'd expect of a TV campaign? Does it have that kind of safety uh, attention that would be, be around there as well? But uh, importantly, when it comes to the TV screen, because the TV screen, we know the biggest screen has the most attention, but a brand association with it as well. What content is your ad going to be around? So I think, you know, that that's kind of there's two flip sides to, to what tv is these days and i think the advertising point of view from from this prospect uh, uh, perspective of us talking now on an advertising podcast is really important to define because um if you don't kind of uphold those uh, those standards then you you could have your ad in front of anything just on a tv screen if you know what i mean yes absolutely yeah completely uh that's fair um and in some ways so we we could really summarize that we uh to the Advanced TV as kind of all video streams delivered via IP to a TV screen. Uh, Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's a TV screen. Uh, you know, advanced TV, connected TV is the obviously the other phrase that's often used. It, it is effectively anything that can be accessed, you know, IP delivered content. Okay. So talking about Vivo in more specifically, and, uh, you know, Vivo is very much, as I would say, a, a digital first kind of platform. Um, uh, with a large part of your distribution going through YouTube. Um, but you've also kind of recently been expanding and, and, and went through other distribution models through broadcasters. Could you, could you talk a little more about um, what you've been doing and talk about this? Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is about I've done a lot of historical looking at, uh, recently about you know wh why Vivo has ended up where it is and, and historically how it started and, and so on like that and and ultimately you know although a digital first as an industry uh, you know music industry was very much a physical industry uh, you know yeah. t two decades ago. <laughs> Um, and it was disrupted massively at the turn of the century. Um, a, a certain few file sharing uh, platforms came came to light. Um, it completely mixed the model up, um, and therefore there was a decade's worth of of pure disruption, not knowing chasing tail and so on like that. Uh, Vivo is kind of born out of the the tail end of that and the the kind of shift to grasping, you know, or embracing digital change, um, and therefore the the YouTube being there as a really good op opportunity to 
distribute far and wide um, and, and effectively monetize the music video was an extremely you know uh, attractive option um, and ultimately there are no barriers as well um, yeah. and, and I think the thing that's often misunderstood about uh, how Vivo work with YouTube as well is that we're, we're effectively a network within YouTube we're, we're not like a bunch of channels um, mm. every, every time one of our artists uploads an official music video um, then it gets tagged up as part of Vivo and is therefore monetized as part of that. Um, so it's, right. it's effectively a network within YouTube. It's not a, like an, a, a bunch of channels that we monetize, if you know what I mean. So every video that we have within our network is an official made-for-TV um, uh, video. And to that point as well, piracy, which is obviously something that music industry had to deal with a lot of, um, yes. was just to us effectively say, right, this is the official video. This is going to be the highest quality music video come straight from the label and artist. So you can guarantee this is going to have all the quality that was around it. So that's kind of where that that's kind of shifted. And of course, YouTube has started to shift to a TV screen. It feels very mm. you know, circular in terms of the fact that we're, we're coming back to the TV screen. But of course, last couple of years, loads of changes in connectivity in households, um, you know, the pandemic, uh, obviously, people were grasping for things to watch and, and upgrading their internet as a result of that as well. Um, and then you've got a scenario there where actually there's loads of opportunity outside of YouTube now kind of uh, uh, coming to the fore. So the likes of apps that we, we're now launching uh, within majority of platforms, and there's over 30 platforms globally now that we we are, we are on or feature within. Um, mm -hmm. and, and alongside of that, linear channels as well, um, you know, being able to... Uh, curate exactly it's, it's a proper full circle isn't it uh you know uh, uh, tv ch uh, uh, music video channels um and being able to elaborate from where that came from in the past of course like um, you know mtv back in the day was there was a handful of channels and and of you know compilations of lots of different things but ip delivered content has made things a lot cheaper and a lot easier to you know curate based on genre artists mm. uh, you know, time of year, uh, such as Christmas. So there's there's loads of opportunities kind of coming out of that, which obviously Vivo is fully embracing. So are you, in a sense, going into uh, not just on-demand, but also kind of a scheduled programming? Um, yeah. Because in some ways, that's kind of interesting. You know, we've seen the others so scheduled into uh, sort of on-demand, quite a rarely the other, the, the other side. Um, uh, so how do how do you see the two complement each other? Um, so you, I think there's there's always a natural way, especially I mean if you think about obviously you know, radio is still popular and and even kind of playlists and podcasts for uh, uh, in in terms of um, Spotify for example. So, so people still want to hear new music and they want to be told what's going on and, and so on like that and and kind of you know that can then spark more encouragement to then go to more on demand mm. or you know equally someone might come to our platform purely because they heard a song recently and they want to see the music video or um you know one thing that we see a lot of is um uh something from netflix for example a theme tune on netflix um uh yeah. there is something will come up like a a, a a really popular thing and then suddenly there's a spike in our inventory purely because something's gone off uh, happening on netflix so that kind of synergy between platforms is quite interesting. I suppose that's where you may have seen in the press a, a TikTok relationship has come from as well, um, okay. which is ultimately there is a lot of 
user-generated uh, content that that's associated with a artist. And now we are, you know, curating, you know, uh, you know, trending on TikTok linear channels, for example, to to kind of be able to kind of do that. So it's wow. it's kind of the, um, the 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 you know ubiquitous quality of music allows it to yeah. kind of really just flow quite naturally across those channels and be able to kind of curate as well as be on demand and there for the viewer, if you know what I mean. And they kind of up each other, really. So it's a yeah. compl it's a full complementarity, full circle, really, in some ways. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Fascinating. How? So, so how? How do you approach the market from a in terms of advertising? How uh, as your sort of ad offering change over the years? And I would say probably maybe particularly from a CTV point of view. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's been. Um... I wouldn't say it necessarily changed massively. Uh, I'd, mm. I'd say it has from from the fact that obviously from a, the the off YouTube point of view, um, we're now talking about pods uh, and you know yeah, full ad okay. breaks and and so on like yeah. that. But I think at the core, there's still that kind of pre-roll before content, mm -hmm. um, and that that's been you know a real kind of you know a, a kind of staple uh, across that ad offering. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why a lot of the time, depending on on how YouTube are, uh, you decide how they want to kind of uh, uh, structure that, um, in the scenario where we are at the moment, obviously a twenty second is the the absolute you know uh, center of the the target, if you know what I mean, because that means it's a pre roll uh, in that environment, as well as us running a campaign that is encompassing of all our endpoints. We want to make sure that it's the full you know ad that's being seen and and so on like that. So. That's important, but of course, there's been that adaption to to using pods as well, which is um, obviously going away from that kind of just singular ad before content. We now got to think about um, mm -hmm. how to structure those ad pods and make them as good an experience as it is um, on that that YouTube side as well for for those um, viewers. Okay, in in terms of um... I say transaction. How is your uh, sort of inventory transacted? So is it mainly programmatic, or is it a bit of a di direct and programmatic uh, combination? And um, I would say, in, uh, are there any limitation or data? How do you do in terms of data availability and sort of targeting? We are a direct business, you know, uh, moving into into this territory as well. Um, and I think from from the point of view of of data as well. Um, it's an interesting one because ultimately it's not even, it's not just a Vivo issue as well. There's, there's not that much, you know, standardized data out there. Let's be honest in, in terms yeah. of this environment. Um, and a, a lot of the things that we are lucky to have is that we do have with our, our kind of relationship with YouTube, a lot of login data, uh, we have therefore got da demographic data and, 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 um, and the ability through, digital to start targeting at specific areas as well. We are also um, uh, invest, investing in uh, ways and means to uh, start splitting our inventory up based on geographical locations and, and looking at kind of demographic mm -hmm. breakdowns and, and so on like that, which which is a bit more of a universal targeting mechanism rather than, you know, oh, I've got this data and this certain ID over here in this, this um, uh, scenario, and this publisher's got this data over there. That's obviously not going to talk to each other, but from a buying point of view, if I've got some kind of common denominator that can work across all of these different publishers, we're kind of trying to lean in on that and, and be, you know, available for for that mechanism. Um, so, 
yes, we have first party data. We have viewing data as well, of course, from our platform. Mm-hmm. So we can understand what kind of genres are being, you know, uh, engaged with artists and so on like that. Um, and diverse, uh, diversity, uh, diversity of content in terms of, um, you know, uh, certain uh, uh, certain viewers uh, from ethnic backgrounds and all that sort of stuff. You know, that, those those are, uh, you know, something that we are very lucky to have because our catalogue of content is very diversified in that scenario. So, um, being able to kind of lean into that diversity is is really important, and being able to target in in some way, shape, or form based on that viewing data too is is quite a good one. Okay, so. That leads me to talk about um, something I'm always kind of reluctant to talk about is measurement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the, uh, it's the Aren't we all? But, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it, I think I have to say, though, when it comes to advanced CV and, and CTV in particular, it, it becomes so important, it's it's almost unavoidable. So I just, uh, yeah. um, uh, just quickly to uh, how do you approach measurement? Uh, so we we are actually I mean we will lean into anybody who wants to measure measure us. Um, we we've we talk to um, to I, I think you know, more gen- generalistic as well. We as an industry need to kind of uh, start ha- having a bit more of a common good uh, versus um, you know self self interest um, because ultimately I don't think that the 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 best scenario for us as an industry is to put all video in one pot and just like kind of measure it and and see how far it reached because ultimately there is a a complete scale of quality versus you know more long tail video um and that's why we do we are leaning into those kind of more neutral governing bodies and 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 measurement um uh, 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 possibilities to see how we can feature because we're quite confident in our numbers and what we can reach and, and all that sort of stuff through a tv screen um and we're confident in our content because it's all made for tv there's not an artist in the world that didn't want to get their their music video on onto a tv show at some point um so so you know sea flight you know we, we're quite happy to kind of talk to sky we, we're you know project origin um in terms of what they're doing um, and Barb, we, we we speak to them quite quite a lot as well uh, to see how we could potentially be measured via the router studies and, and things like that, um, as well as as other opportunities out there. So you know, lots of audience project, um, beat grid, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to try and get that kind of separation out because obviously we're, we're synonymous with YouTube in in some way, shape, or form, and and we can tell you what what you know our reach is via via the the data we get back from them, but we do want that kind of independence around that uh, to be able to kind of show how much we're reaching and or potentially how much we're reaching outside of traditional campaigns and, and so on like that. Because I think that's really important for us because we've got a, a content that attracts an audience that isn't necessarily engaging in, you know, more traditional uh, forms of, of, of TV yeah. and so on like that. So we're, we're a very good complement to what's going on. Let's put it that way. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think, I do, I think the, one thing we do need to do as an industry is kind of define what quality content or TV-like content is, uh, and be able to start working together to to do that. Because the building blocks are there. I mean, there are TV screens that you know I don't need to name any name that get a lot of data back from what's going through a TV screen, what ads being played, when, and yeah. so on like that, and where. Uh, <laughs> Um, but they've got agreements, commercial agreements with those those certain apps and and, um, and and content providers on there that will hinder that. 
but there's no reason why at some point we can go just use that data purely to tell us what's happened <laughs> and work together so we can you know effectively uh make make life easier for buyers because at the moment it's there's a scenario of, of loads of different silos which means it's basically an anti-common so you've got a scenario where it's not easy to run a campaign so we've got to make it easier <laughs> completely completely <laughs> i mean i think the industry shifting towards this it, it takes a while but i think we are we seem to be going in the in the right path but it's yeah i think it's the timing that um you know <laughs> there's always uncertainty around this Absolutely. um talking about the future i think it's uh, we're almost uh, pretty much at time so i just want to uh you know it's the beginning of the year so i think it's good to talk about aspiration and and looking ahead so what do you see as the big opportunities for the year ahead and and you know, from maybe a consumer advertiser standpoint, and and where does Vivo fit in? Yeah, so I mean, think uh, Vivo, uh, we're in a good spot um, because I mean, there's the you look at any any uh, viewer behavior sort of data, something like that. You could you can see the kind of trends of of where where that viewing is shifting. Um, even the kind of uh, from an advertising point of view, the ubiquity report that was um, uh, uh, released at the end of last year, I think, um, kind of saying that you know there is some reservations about you know what's going on in the next year ahead and so on like that. But consistently, advanced TV, connected TV is is kind of top of the list for a, a bit of extra investment and so yes. on like that. So I think I think from that point of view, that that's a, that's a positive. I think for for anyone working in this space at the moment. Um, but, but you know, ultimately, from from our point of view, we've we've got all made for TV content. Um, we've got growing reach through a TV screen, um, and that's not. I mean, we could say talk about the UK, but um, likes of Germany, uh, France, six million uh, unique monthly viewers. Uh, Germany, five million. Uh, Italy, five. Uh, UK is at about twelve. It's been there for for about a year or so, and, and Spain, five. So that's obviously looking at all of our platforms. But from our point of view, we just look at the content and where's it going to be watched on a TV screen. Um, and it's a, our audience is really great as well in this scenario, because ultimately it's an audience that's being harder to find, that 1634 audience. Um, mm -hmm. But they are still watching TV. They're just watching it in a very different way than, than they used to. Um, so we, we, we're, we're fairly strong in that position as well. Um, but yeah, from from that point of view, it's I think it's still a... There's still an opportunity for anyone in this space, not just Vivo, to, to kind of look at that, you know, complementing campaigns, incremental reach, uh, but also thinking about how does TV move down the funnel uh, as well and start to, taking into account, you know, those those advertisers that aren't necessarily spending huge amounts on TV, but still want the power of the TV screen uh, to kind of move forward. So, um, yeah, lots lots to look forward to. I think it's as, as, as much as there's been a lot of doom and gloom at the end of last year, I think... <laughs> I think there's still quite a lot of uh, positives positives to have. Absolutely, I totally agree. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing all this, um, and, and great to see how sort of people is embracing all those different sort of platforms and apps and channels, um, and you know, going through a, a highly coveted audiences as well. Uh, yes. Um, before we say goodbye. Um, I have for tradition to end my podcast with a sort of more personal question. So, uh, and ask my guest to share something that they deeply sort of care about. Well, I, th I think it's, uh, I mean, it's probably a bit of a cliche. Uh, I've got two, two, okay. I've got two young kids at the moment. Um, and I think they're, they're pretty much, um, 
priority number one at the moment. But I, I think, you know, with, with all the things that are, are going on in the world, uh, how connected the world has become and how much you find out information, you know, almost instantly these yeah. days and uh, and something that you, you kind of worry about your kids navigating all this, this stuff. Yeah. The, the things when you were a child, you were like, I wouldn't have had a clue about these things because <laughs> you know, I was still out in the garden playing football or something like that. But <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think they're they're, they're obviously a, a very big part of of uh, of where I am. They're they're three uh, three and five now. So uh, yeah, I've got got a lot of hard graft ahead of me. Let's put it that way. Um, but I suppose it, just uh, I mean that that's that's the cliche out of the way there, uh, Manu. But I suppose from an industry point of view as well, I think um, I, I think I, I'm I'm just kind of passionate about where we are at, at this point with, with mm. the TV screen. I think. And I'm I'm worried I'm worried we're going to screw it up somehow. <laughs> I'm not quite appreciate where, where we are um, because I think there's 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 lots of different polar polar views about what what TV is and and you know what mm-hmm. the opportunity is moving forward and I think we probably lose sight of how far it's come a lot of the time um, and I, I I spend a lot of my time trying to bring people back down to earth and say look we've got we've gone from Un, you know targeted broadcast to being able to do this at like you know district level targeting through a tv screen it's like be happy yeah, this, is, <laughs> this is great yeah this is great uh but it will all come it will all come it's just um yeah uh, i think it's just trying to kind of educate keep everyone kind of on the same page and and often try and bring people back to some sort of reality as to where we are and where we come from <laughs> and, I, and I hope we help today. <laughs> As such, that's great. I hope you know people can hear what you're saying. I'm uh, totally aligned. That's uh, that's very true. Um, you know, we think we have to realize sometimes where we come from, and you know, there's so much more opportunities uh, ahead of us. So, yes, thank you very much. Rich, that's, thank you uh, very much. Appreciated. Thank you for taking part in our first podcast of the year. Um, love the conversation and the insights you provided. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then, of course, merci to all our Media Talk listeners for tuning in. Uh, and again, uh, best wishes for 2023. Uh, it's going to be, and you mentioned that, a uh, rather challenging year, but. Uh, I think it's an exciting one nonetheless. Um, and I actually went to a, a conference recently and I think the, the, the word that was mentioned was cautious optimism. <laughs> so with this, best wishes and until next time, goodbye. Media Talks, the podcast that helps to better understand the world of media and video advertising.